0: G'day, Mark Howard here. I'm lucky enough to be on the road with former Australian wicketkeeper Brad Haddon, and we are bringing you cricket updates every morning on the Willow Talk podcast. Here is a little preview of the show. For more episodes, click on the link in the description, hit the follow button, and you won't miss a sec. Good on you, crew. Start your day off on the front foot.
1: Beautiful. Ripping start. Cricket news, views, and behind-the-scenes action. Well, this is going to be good. This is Willow Talk Daily with Howie and Hads.
0: Welcome along to Willow Talk. If you're an Australian fan, well, you probably didn't want to get out of bed this morning, the Australians absolutely smashed the Kiwis. Three for 200. Australia all out for 111. A record 89-run win for the Kiwis. They snapped the hoodoo. Brad Haddon, good morning to you. Happy birthday. But that's about as much as we've got to celebrate.
1: Yeah, and Howie, happy birthday to, to you. Wow, what what a result. Um, New Zealand, no one's seen that coming. They, they were outstanding. They've nearly played the, the perfect T20 game. That They got the momentum from that first over of Finn Allen. Wow. What about that, 42 off 16 balls? But they, they just totally dominated every aspect of the game. That They were just clinically outstanding. Yeah, it was extraordinary
0: at the game because I was uh, i was sitting next to Ian Smith for the first five overs, and the New Zealand media manager, a guy called Willie Nichols, brother of Henry, lovely fella, slick Willie, he said, mate, watch out for this Finn Allen. Uh, because he's going to do stuff that you don't appreciate. And you think, well, he's in the side for Martin Guptill. He must be impressive. But you didn't expect to see him just smoke Mitchell Stark in the first over 14 or 16 or whatever it went for. And from there, the momentum was the Kiwis, and they did not hand it up all night.
1: Yeah, just the, the way Finn Allen went about in that, that first over, it, it just typifies what a New Zealand team are all about. That they're, they're really well played. They look at their analytics. And he just stood perfectly still to Mitchell start, opened up his front leg and just took him on straight down the ground. And the momentum they got from that over, I think everyone was a bit in shock. I think Mitchell Stark included that the Australians went, wow, we're, we're in a contest here. And it, it's interesting that they, they just could never get the momentum back at all um, from that point of time. Conway then was allowed to get into his innings, but Finn's, 42 off 16 balls was just some clean hitting and just took the game straight away from Australia.
0: When I had a chat with him in the innings break, he said to me, oh, get me, get a shot of my mullet in. That was the first thing he said. So he's a very friendly, relaxed character. And I said to him off air, you know, is this is this the biggest crowd you've played in front of? And he said, oh, how many do you think's here? I said, oh, there'd have to be 40. He said, yeah, probably by 39,600 then. Like he was, he was just a relaxed, cool character. But as you said, Conway, and then I guess... Their fielding was outstanding. Well, actually, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it, Hads, for all the Kiwi fans out there. If you're an Australian fan, hit plus 10 on the podcast and you can miss it. Here's the winning moment.
1: Conway is underneath it. Is this the moment New Zealand can finally celebrate? They certainly
0: can. And that is a good old-fashioned hiding. 13 years since they've beaten Australian white ball cricket on Australian soil. The Australian performance with the bat, I guess when you're chasing down 200, everything needs to go right, and it went wrong from the start. When David Warner gets one off his pad, onto his shoulder, onto his bat, onto the stumps, and Smitty beside me jumped through the roof, um, it it was always going to be tough from there.
1: Yeah, it was. Australia were 3 for 37 in in the power play, and and it didn't get any better from there. David Warner had a a bit of bad luck, um, but in saying that, Kiwi's created all all the luck. The, the stories about how well they played, and, and you talk about Finn and Conway. Um, new Zealand haven't won in thirteen years, but these players, Conway and Finn, haven't got the scars of that. They're, they're new in, in into the team. Um, they're, they're competitors. They they like to take the the game on, and, and that's exactly what they did. That they played with absolute zero fear. There, there was not any fear in anything they did. They're fielding and out cricket. They're running between wickets. Every bowling change that Kane Williamson made, he got a wicket. Everything worked. There was a Southie. which spoke a lot about Southie v Finch. Oh, by the way, Bolt's got three for six. He, um, Ferguson came on and did his job, bowled 150k cent and got three for 30. It, it was just a fearless and clinical display from New Zealand that, if I'm honest, Howie, I did not see this coming at all. And in the
0: field exemplified by Glenn Phillips, who took a
1: magnificent
0: catch to get rid of the stoin. Down the ground. And he's hit that one away over. Extra cover to a charge! Oh! you've got to be kidding me, Glenn Phillips. Please, how good is that? And got to sit and have a chat to Simon Dool, who I've never worked with before as well. It's just outstanding working with these elite broadcasters. He's another fantastic chap. But the other killer, and the Crickviz boys, the Boffins, were sitting there uh, telling me what was going on, and they're again out in Sydney tonight. They were having a couple of shandies, but uh, they're probably shut down uh, last night. They have a pretty early night. The Crickeyas boys, but he was telling me in the last World Cup that South Africa only lost one game in the qualifiers, but got smacked in that game. So net run rate kept them out of the semi-finals. And now for Australia, they need to beat England as well as everybody else, and they probably need New Zealand to beat England. Otherwise, the net run rate, even if we were to go through and not, we lose another game. Could still come and bite us, has
1: he? Yeah, hundred percent. We lost by eighty-nine runs, so that's going to take a huge hit on, on our net run rate. And that, what that also does, Howie, that that's a, a mindset change where Australia have got to be really careful of. You've got to go out now and and make sure you win the game, but you you got to make sure you're not thinking too far ahead all the time because that that's when the game can can come back and bite you. So. It's tough to lose the first game. Um, I, I think Australia will just have to wipe this off. They'll, they'll just—it'll be a real quick debrief. Get out. Our plans are still intact. Um, we've planned well for this World Cup. We, we just all had an off night. Um, we weren't allowed to play well. But that net run rate now does become a tricky situation.
0: Quick break here. We've still got to talk about India, Pakistan. I need to ask you about the West Indies because I saw them bundled out of the World Cup. We might take you behind the scenes in the commentary box as well. On Willow Talk. Hi, this is Glenn Maxwell. This is Willow Talk. Ads I was privileged to be in Hobart for the two double headers down there. So I saw the West Indies, saw Scotland, score saw Ireland and Zimbabwe and saw Ireland knock over the West Indies, and I was working with Ian Bishop, proud West Indian. Samuel Badry has won the Cup twice. Carlos Brathwaite, another proud West Indian, he's won the Cup. They were absolutely shattered, and they were explaining to me the reaction at home and the disappointment and and disgust in some ways. It it was fantastic for Ireland, and seeing the associates and the passion, like the Zimbabwe crowd down there, it's probably only 500 of them. It sounded like 15,000 of them. So credit to the teams that got through. Wonderfully well done to Zimbabwe and wonderfully well done to Ireland. But part of me was crushed to not see the might of the West Indies get through Had They dominated Test cricket, then fell away. They dominated the early World Cups, then fell away. They dominated T20 cricket and now falling away. And a vibrant West Indies for mine, mate, is so important for the game. So as I said, credit to those that have got through, but I would have loved to see the West Indies in there.
1: Yeah, Howie, I'm a bit the same. There's a lot of romance about the style of cricket that the West Indies play, but we all think about the good old days um, we, we actually tipped Ireland to to beat the the West Indies and looking at the way they even when they played straight the little things they did like they run them between wickets and, and fielding's a good brommer as well He's about the attitude you you have towards you, what you want to build in, in a team and the West Indies have lost all that they lost their their aura they got, they got a better team than that they got guys like Jason Holder Nicholas Purim didn't didn't fire a shot at well they they'll, they'll be a big review and and I think the president of West Indies cricket has come out there's mm-hmm. going to be a big review, and and I hope so because we we need them strong. Um, when they're at their best, they they played an entertaining brand of cricket, and that they were the first real true entertainers of the game, and and that's what we expect from it. So the real disappointing thing for me is I'm okay. Teams lose games. It's just the style in which the the West Indies are losing their games, which is disappointing to me.
0: Yeah, it was a great shock to a lot of people at the ground, but as I said, well done to the teams that went through. You're three up in the tipping now because you actually tipped Ireland to beat the West Indies. We'll get to the previews of the games coming up shortly on Willow Talk. Hi, I'm Arnest Labashane and this is Willow Talk. Willow Talk, Mark Howard and Brad Haddon with you. We've reviewed Australia. We've still got a preview. India, Pakistan had so much cricket going on, which is absolutely brilliant.
1: It is he's brilliant, Howie, but it's also a new experience for you. You, you You're calling your your first World Cup. You've got a new team. How's Mm. it been behind the scenes?
0: I loved being down in Hobart and really learning um, the director. I think the best thing about it is a full international operation had. So the director was English. The uh, audio engineer was West Indian. The statistician was Pakistani. The scorer was Indian. There was a Bangladeshi chap there. There's a couple of other girls from the West Indies. The floor manager was from New Zealand. So it's a full international team, and you're working with people you've never worked with before. And it's a privilege to sit beside these people. Um, as I said, Simon Dool working with him today. But, but my favourite commentator is Ian Smith, and I got two stints with him, two five-over stints with him today, and you've heard the way he's called those World Cup moments. To me, he's the best in the business. So, so you sit there at the SCG with 40,000 people there when Warner comes out to bat alongside Finch and you're looking at Ian Smith. Uh, um, and it's outstanding, mate. It, for me, it doesn't get any better than that.
1: Yeah, you're right. And Ian Smith, he, he, he's a character of the game. He, he's got a yes. great voice for the game. But i tell you what he is, though, Howie. He, he's a bit one-eyed in uh, New Zealand <laughs> when things are going well. And we've got a couple of things today I'd like to have a listen to.
0: Marsh opens up the offside. You won't see a better shot than that on tournament. Over cover, 15 rows back for Big Mitch. Steady on. Steady on, Howie. It's only game one of the Super 12. Pretty good shot. And shot of the tournament. Just because he hasn't got a black top on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I probably did go a bit early with shot of the tournament, but I'd, I'd done about nine games at this stage, so I needed to go shot of the tournament so far. But he's a passionate, passionate man, Smitty, and he's come over here and worked with us for Fox time and time again. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't won an international game of crickety since 2013. So uh, Australia are chasing 200. There's seven for stuff all and Smitty's still going, Oh gee, gee, you know, Pat Cummins, he's a good hitter of the ball. I'm like, come on, Smitty. You're home. You're home here. And he was when Warner was knocked over, uh, I think he struggled to keep a lid on it.
1: Let's just see what this is in. Bat, pad, bat, stumps. Bet against that, Howie. Bet against that.
0: <laughs> he's giving it to me in the box. Oh, I love him. He 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 is a star. So I thought I had the day off today. Um, As you said, it's your birthday and my birthday, Hads, but I've uh, been told that I need to head myself back to Hobart where I've come from for Sri Lanka Island. So up next, we'll preview that and the massive game between India and Pakistan.
1: Don't miss an episode of Willow Talk Daily. Just click the favourite button on the listener app.
0: All right, Hadzy boy. Uh, as I say, I am about to jump on a plane and go to Hobart. Sri Lanka versus Ireland. The Irish have been absolutely fantastic. I'm not sure they can roll Sri Lanka, but they've had the experience of playing down in Hobart. You tip them to beat the West Indies. Are you tipping another upset?
1: No, not this time. Um, I think Ireland can can cause an upset th- through this stage of the tournament. Uh, they're, they're one team that when they get on a roll, they're that they enjoyed their cricket. They enjoy each other's company. And, and it was a pretty convincing win against the West Indies. They they won one down. Um, another cult hero of the game, Sterling, batted right through. We, we know how uh, impressive he can be. But I, I just think um, Dick Sharna and Jermaine Hasarenga, the spin will just be too classy for the Irish.
0: Yeah, and the spin's dominated down there in Hobart. The, the West Indies have had all sorts of trouble with the spin. And then... The biggest preliminary game of the tournament. 100,000 people. Weather looks good here in uh, Melbourne, which is outstanding. India, Pakistan. And this is where the big guns come to fire on field and in the commentary box. So the likes of me, you just don't get a sniff out a game like this, you? Like <laughs> not even a thought. But uh, Ishigua is commentating this one. Smithy is commentating this one. Harsha Bogley is commentating this one a- and some others. I won't give it all away, but I'm certainly nowhere near it. I'd love to be there. Um, Hadzi, I saw India play Pakistan in the Commonwealth Games in Delhi in hockey in 2012 when there was a very small Pakistani contingent and a big Indian contingent because it was in Delhi. And there was probably only 20,000 people there. And it's indelibly burnt into my brain the passion and the excitement and the fervor for that game. So you could tell us what it's like playing against these teams separately. But but two non-home nations to draw 100,000. In a sellout in 20 minutes, I hope people understand this will be one of the great sporting events Australia's seen for a very long time.
1: This is going to be a very special event, Harry, especially on, on home soil where we talk a lot about the passion that the Pakistani cricket team and the Indian cricket team have for the game and the country has for the game. We're, we're getting a first-hand look at this. There's going to be 90,000 people there, and we can go through both teams. We, there's class on, on both sides. You've got Afridi, you got Baba, you got all the guns of, of India, um, Coley and the likes. But where this game will be won is who can control their emotions the best. The, the stadium will be electric and it's who can bring themselves back to even keel and play on skill and not emotion because there's a lot that goes into to this contact um, contest and we're going to see that firsthand in Australia. So whoever can get themselves on that even keel to start with, th- this is going to be an amazing event.
0: Afridi, Azam, Rizwan at the top of the order. Then you've got Kohli in there and the batsmen they've got, Rohit Sharma at the top of the order. They're just powerhouses both sides. I'm going for India because they seem to get the job done over Pakistan traditionally but for no other reason than that.
1: The only reason I'm going to go India with you also is because the wicket. If it was in the subcontinent, we've seen Pakistan get over India last time in, in the 2020 I think India will play the conditions at the MCG a lot better. It's a bigger ground. Um, there'll be a little bit more bounce than than what the Pakistanis are, are used to. And, and I think India, having to here a number of times, will suit the conditions better than Pakistan.
0: Well done, Hadzi. We'll be back tomorrow morning for Willow Talk. Happy birthday for you. Have a fantastic day.
1: Yeah, back at you, Howie. Peace. Don't miss an episode of Willow Talk Daily. Just click the favourite button on the listener app. Listener.